Well, good morning once again. This is Communion Sunday. I love, 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 love Communion Sunday uh, for what it brings to our lives. And what the Lord laid on my heart for today is to bring, I think, some more meaning to this uh, sacred activity. And I want to expand, too, on this topic of communing with God. Uh, and how central it is to what Jesus called the abundant life. So I'm just simply going to entitle the message this morning, Communing with God. Communing with God. First of all, look at that word communion. Communion. I don't have it up there, but just think of, think of the word, right? See how close it is to a more familiar word, communication, Right? both stemming from the word to commune. Okay? Dictionary.com defines commune as to converse or talk together, usually with profound intensity, intimacy, etc. The interchange of thoughts or feelings. Hmm. Bring that definition into what we do Sundays, right? So we could say this, that communion is what we experience when we commune with another by communicating with them. Okay? Communion is what we experience when we commune with someone else as we communicate with them. So let's say that the heart of communion, what we practice, on Sunday, the heart of communion is communication. Hmm. Let that rattle around a little bit. There is something being communicated by two parties. You can't have true communion without communication. Now, we as human beings communicate with each other all the time, don't we? Okay. Does communication always need words? No, right? Just a couple of weeks ago, our grandkids stayed overnight. And one of our grandsons did something. I can't remember what it was. And I told my, my granddaughter, Clara, I said, now, when, when, when that happened, he was saying this. And, and she looked at me, taking it literally, and she said, but he didn't say anything. I said, no, you don't, you, you don't understand. You don't have to use words to say something. Right? She looked at me kind of funny, so I got this real mean look on my face, and I said, now if I look at you like this, what am I saying? She said, that you're mad. Aha, see? Do you get it now? That we can say things with our expressions and our actions without words? Yeah, she got it. So how about God? How about God? Do we communicate with God? Sure we do, right? I love how right from the start in Genesis, it says God created man and woman in his image, and he said to them, Genesis 1.28, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, etc. See that? He said to them. Okay? It says that God came down in the cool of the day to talk with them in the garden. Right from the very beginning pages of the Bible, we see that we were created to commune with God. 
Now, when we use words, what's that called? Prayer, right? What about when we get on our knees? What does that communicate? Sense of reverence, doesn't it? How about when we lift up our hands, as it says in the Psalms? can also mean reverence, right? Honor, maybe surrender. What happens when a little child walks up to you and lifts up their arms like that? What does that mean? It means pick me up. Right? I need a hug. You ever feel that way toward God? Right? Lift me up. I need a hug. I, you know, I'm going through a trial. I'm going through a difficulty. I need that sense of reassurance. You never, you never get too old for that, do you? Falling prostrate before the Lord on our face. You ever done that? Just flat out. What does that say? It says, God, you are just so utterly infinite, everything, huge, awesome. And I, I'm 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 not I'm just not worthy even to, to look at you in comparison, right? In and of myself. On the other hand, the Bible says David danced before the Lord with all of his might, joyfully celebrating his God, right? his hero, his Savior, who had done so much for him and given him so much in his life. We often sing our praises, don't we? And our prayers put to music. Right? A lot of the, lot of the songs are just prayers set to music. And music is wonderful because like nothing else, it opens the heart, doesn't it? Music. So we can express ourselves. So all of these things, actions and words, they communicate with God, don't they? How about if there's no action or words? What if we launch into our day every day without pausing at all to acknowledge God or asking Him for help or strength? What are we communicating then? Or sitting down to enjoy a wonderful meal, again, without any acknowledgement. Are we saying something? Now, I'm not talking about legalism, right? Um, I'm not saying that anyone's bad if you miss a day of devotions or, or find yourself eating, you know, before you've prayed, like, oh, you're this, you know, heathen, you know, kind of thing. Done the same thing myself. Not talking about legalism, I'm talking about relationship, right? We say, as of Christianity, it's not a religion, it's a relationship, right? Now, if someone verbally or non-verbally communicates to you that they don't need your help, what do you do? You back off, right? Simple as that. No hard feelings, no, no anger, no, you just, but you back off. If someone prefers to do it on their own, you let them, right? Why would God be any different? We see it over and over in the Old Testament, written as Romans 15 says, for our instruction. Right? When Israel communicated to God that they didn't need Him. Or worse, they began sacrificing to other gods. 
What did that say? It says, we prefer to go this way. We, we, we want to look to this God to bless our crops and our herds and our lives. We don't, we don't need you. So what did God do time after time after time? He backed off. He said, okay, you want that God to take care of you? Go for it. Let's see how he does. Or she, right? And because they weren't real gods anyway, that's when they got overrun by their enemies time and time and time again. Right? But the Lord is pleased to help us. He's pleased to bless us. He created us to love, to share His blessings with, to share Himself with. He didn't create us to be independent from Him. Right? And so as Hebrews 11.6 says, and without faith it is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Okay? If, if there's no faith, if there's no trust, if there's no um, calling upon Him, right? thereby communicating to Him, we don't need you. We can do life on our own. It, it, that doesn't please God, right? You see, that which pleases God, that which gives Him pleasure, is us inviting Him to love us. Inviting Him to bless us. Inviting Him to strengthen us. Inviting Him to give us of His wisdom. That's what pleases God. He created us to love and to care for. That's what gives Him pleasure. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists. Right? If we're going to come to Him, we need to believe He's there to come to. Right? That's kind of a no-brainer. But there's two terms in this verse, Hebrews 11.6, that I want to focus on this morning. Draw near and seek. Draw near and seek. Often in a wedding ceremony, I point out uh, that commitment to the institution of marriage is a wonderful thing. Uh, I, I believe in marriage. We as a church, we celebrate marriage. Marriage is a, is a wonderful thing. Just that commitment to one another for life. But committing to an institution is different than committing to a relationship. I, I have known of couples that, that would just never, ever, ever think of getting a divorce. It's just, it's not in the grid. No, we, we stood at the altar, we made a commitment, there it is. But they're like two strangers living in the same house. They don't have a relationship. They don't connect. Right? It's a, it, it's a marriage. But there's, there's nothing there. Okay? Seen that. A relationship takes effort beyond the altar, doesn't it? To love honor, to cherish. Those are daily things, aren't they? Things that are communicated by our words, our expressions, our actions. And without those things, what happens 
to a marriage relationship. Without effort, what happens to any relationship? Right? It gets distance, doesn't it? I'll never forget, long as I live, Kate and I, when we were dating, she was Kathleen then, um, we, we just... We just talked and talked and talked. We would sit up and talk, just sit in the car in the parking lot and talk 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 about everything and anything. And being the typical male, I was like, okay, got her to the altar. Now it's time to focus on other things, career and stuff and whatnot. And I got busy and we we didn't talk as much the first number of weeks in in our marriage. Um, My fault. And I remember, like it was yesterday, one day, just waking up about three weeks into the marriage, waking up in the morning, looking at my sleeping bride, and and it was weird. It's like, who is this? Like she, She was like a stranger to me. And I wish I would have listened to the Lord when he said, duh, because you're not connecting at an emotional level. You're not putting effort into this relationship to connect with your wife. Uh, I'm, I'm sad to say that there were times early on in our marriage when we connected more after an argument, right? Because we had to connect, so we had this argument, and it was, it was funny because it wasn't, it's not funny, but strange, um, because when we would argue, that wasn't pretty, but afterward, we felt so much closer to each other because we had talked, we had communicated, we had shared our hearts with one another, right? And if we had done that all along, we wouldn't have gotten in those scrapes that we got into. What I'm saying is this, is it didn't take me long with, with a brand new bride, right? It didn't take me long at all to feel distant from her because I was not putting forth effort to seek her out and to get close to her emotionally. Likewise, can I say it this morning, you and I have a positional standing with God. right? When we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, we're born again, right? We become God's children. That's, that's positional. We're adopted into His family. We have a positional standing. But our relationship with God takes effort, doesn't it? Just just position. I'm God's child. But what about beyond that? Do this for me this morning. Bear, Bear with me. Just close your eyes for a minute. Keep them closed. Now, let me ask you this. Where is God right now? Where is he? What's what's he saying to you in this moment? Do do, do you see what you're doing? You're 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 reaching. There there's some. I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Go ahead. You can open your eyes. I, I don't even know how to explain it. There there's but there's something in me, in my spirit, or whatever, that that reaches. That that's looking for God. Where is he? Trying to, trying to find him, trying to lock in on him, trying to, you know, when, when, when we connect with each other, 
right? How do we know we've connected? We lock eyes, right? When eyes meet, we have we form a connection. And with God, it's it's a spiritual thing, but it's the same thing. We're, we're trying we're trying to, to to you know as a bio, I think that's why the Bible says, "Seek my face." We're trying to find Him, connect with Him, so that I have His attention, He has my attention. It's it's an effort. Right? It's a seeking. It's a going after God. I let me say this. I know when I'm not doing it. I know when I'm just saying a prayer over a meal and there's no where is God? I know when 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 I stand on a Sunday morning and I'm singing a song to God, you know, uh, I love you, Lord, and I live my voice. And but th- I'm not, you know, what I'm saying, I, I can be thinking about lunch because it's a familiar song. I know the words, right? So I know, I know, I know when I'm not doing it, and and when I'm doing it. Gotta be connection. Draw near to God, James says. And he will draw near to you. There, there, there's a sense of going after him, seeking him with intent and effort. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14 says this, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. See that? With all your heart. There's intent. There's effort. Passion, even. Seeking after God. He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. The NIV brings out the emphasis of the Greek word. He is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek Him. The New King James says, diligently seek Him. Effort. Intensity. Right? So, let's bring this down. Number one, you and I were created for communion. For connecting with God. For communicating back and forth. It's what He made us for. And it takes effort. It takes focus. It takes intent. Passion. Seeking after Him. Using our words. Using our expressions. Right? Bodily positions, actions to communicate to God that we want to be in this relationship with Him. And when we draw near like that, the Bible says He draws near to us. When we seek after Him, He draws near to us. And the relationship does what? It grows. It gets stronger, doesn't it? So communion is not a first Sunday of the month event at church, is it? Communion is the foundation of our relationship with God. And we commune with Him in different ways. For example, okay, 
talking about communication and exchange back and forth. We give Him praise, right? Whether we say, praise you, Lord, or whether we sing praise to the Lord, right? He, he, we give Him praise, what does He do? He fills us with awe, doesn't He? We come with prayer and supplication. He reminds us of how powerful and faithful He is. We confess our sin to the Lord, part of communion. He extends mercy and wisdom. We meditate on His Word. Right? That's communion. And He gives us understanding, revelation. We worship in song. He gives us peace and joy and hope. Communion is communication. Communion is connection. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. He is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek Him. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank You that You have called us not only to be Your children, not only to be saved from our sins, not only to uh, go to heaven someday when we expire from this earth, but You've called us to commune. You've called us into this relationship. Remind us, Lord, that You wait for us. Remind us that You desire to spend time with us desire to reveal things to our hearts. Show us things. Give us your wisdom. Lead us, Lord, in ways that are going to bless us and others. Remind us of that, Lord. And draw us. Lord, even, even in this, we can understand the concept. But we get busy. We get focused on other things. We're weak. So we ask You, Lord, in all of these things to also draw us. To tap on our shoulder in the Spirit, if You will. Draw us to Your heart, Lord. We thank You. We give You the glory. Through Jesus we pray. Amen.